2: Support WrestleTalk.
1: Give us a
0: subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J. Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk.
2: Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is. both the Ravens. Never more.
0: Rebel,
3: now is hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Mr. Davis, joined as always by the
4: person I hate most in this world, Big, Warmly coming. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis, your big dickhead. How the devil are you? I'm reeling,
3: absolutely reeling. Oh,
4: mate. Who could have seen it coming? That that you and I would I you know what three weeks ago I was a dual champion on Mania. I had two belts I had three actually technically I got the Cinemania championship as well I wake up this morning and I've I've got I lost the singles title to Nugget and now lost the bloody tag belts as well
3: Well that that's what uh, that's what hubris will get you You are an arrogant fool Uh, I can see that happening. I said, I said to my partner, because she was quite concerned, she was like, but what if they beat you? Like that they won't come back on the show, right? They'll just have those championship things you talk about. And I said, <laughs> they're not gonna beat us. I said yeah. that. I said that because generally, you you know, you you need a sort of that mix of uh trivia knowledge, I would argue, but also open to tomfoolery. So where you can mm-hmm. do well, you can you can guess people's nips and drawings, but you can also remember when a certain pay per view was at a certain time. Uh, exactly. it's, it's a balance I have not got down, but you do. But Thanks, mate. that that sort of dynamic was perfectly mirrored by the Good Brothers.
4: Yeah, but also helped Doc was smart. along the way. Yeah, th- yeah, yeah, but also slightly helped along the way. In whose nips are these? both Anderson and Gallows were given Anderson and Gallows to guess. Mm-hmm. And then the final round bullet club <sighs> members. I mean, like I mean they were in it. Like they were, they were in bullet club. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't in bullet club. I didn't have a famous wrestling catchphrase.
3: Well, you know, it's all about that, that round trying to guess what Twitter picked. So it's not like name all the bullet club members because they could destroy us on that. Uh, yeah, it's it's difficult. I think there's an argument to say we were screwed, but Mm. uh, I'm also willing to hold up my hands and admit they were the Gooder Brothers. They Uh, were the Gooder Brothers. Genuine pleasure. It's so nice to some wrestlers you meet, and they they love wrestling. They love the in ring element of wrestling, but they don't so much like keep up with actual wrestling. Like they'll go, oh, that's a good match, but they don't actually care about the storyline stuff or that deep, deeply entrenched in the the history. Uh, but gallows really, really was like he yeah, he-, he could rattle off, he knew Davy Boy's nips
4: by the little bit of braid, and he could tell you yeah. what picture it was. <laughs> He was, I mean, he said as much in the show, like he talked about, you know, he's watching Impact at the moment because he's a fan of wrestling. He enjoys watching wrestling. I think that really came through. Lovely, lovely guys. Mm. I was so thrilled uh, to to have them on the show to start with. But then they were like also just awesome. It was so much fun. We were like having a really good chat with them before we went live, talking about going drinking in Shoreditch. And we're basically, I mean, I mean, they're friends of ours now. Uh, I think we can safely say, machine gun Carl Anderson follows me on Twitter, so you know, I think we're basically... How did dead. that happen? I Am I followed on Twitter by anyone? I don't know,
3: yeah, I have to did check you that just do... oh, I need to get this Twitter thing down more
4: <laughs> How do you uh, how do you know who followed you? Well, if you just search for Carl Anderson, it will tell you if he follows you. Okay, okay, okay straight too much. Okay. okay. Did you,
3: you tweet him, asking? Well, no,
4: I did tweets. You asked get... him. I, I, I tagged him in, you know, promotional tweets to mm. to push the show. Mm. Gallows doesn't. He doesn't. Does he not? He doesn't
3: follow me. Mm. I'm gonna click. Do I follow him?
4: Shall I follow him? Yeah. that. Yeah, it's quite. It's quite polite. Maybe that will encourage him to to do the same. Shall I? Okay. Shall I click
3: follow now, or shall I message him? in a public tweet
4: and say i give follows back (laughs) i mean it it, it's not 2009 anymore so i think Mm. you can probably just follow him and then just hope that he is interested enough in you and how many rounds there are to to Mm. follow you back Mm.
3: just seeing if he's tweeted anything about i mean he's pushing he's pushing his own show quite hard which is understandable It looks. I, yeah. I really want to watch
4: it. it that looks that so full much fun. looks hilarious. Yeah. I just yeah. want to watch it to see Scott DeMoss slowly lose his mind. He's he, oh, he's he's so funny in talking shovel mania
3: as well. Um, right, okay. Well, watch this space. I will think of a way <laughs> to make Carl Anderson follow me on Twitter. I'm just writing it down on my to-do list.
4: Me and Gallus had a bit of banter back and forth promoting the show. To
3: follow me on Twitter. Okay,
4: Okay. that's that right. uh, And also,
3: you know, we're Quizlemania is now officially on Wikipedia.
4: Is it still? It is. (laughs) I think it is. We were keeping track on it, like keeping tabs on it throughout the the post show to make sure that yeah, (gasps) Wikipedia was as up to date as
3: possible shall i read to you gallows and anderson's official wiki wikipedia page entry so this is in the opening paragraph section before the contents right at the top say so, yada yada yella, uh, bullet club stable ring of honor wwe where they became raw tag team champions twice first in january 2017 and again in july 2019 then won the QuizzleMania Tag Team Championships from Luke Cohen and Ollie Davis on the 14th of October 2020. Real championships, and you are fools for thinking they are not. Exclamation mark,
4: exclamation mark. <laughs> not even Very a citation good. needed. Very good. Right, we've got to get into the show itself because we've got some misheard lyrics that we want to get through as well. Here is the show talking AEW.
3: Should Eddie Kingston be the best breakout star of 2020? What? I, I mean, I don't even know who else is in the conversation, really, at this point. But we'll run through the reasons why shortly after this brief introduction. I'm Mr. Davis. I'm joined by my mortal foe, lukewarm Lou Luke Cohen, no longer tied together by being the reigning Quizzlemania tag team champions. We were defeated by one point. Only on last night's Quizzle Mania 20 by the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows
4: and Carl Anderson. Yeah, I'm afraid we are no longer. I mean, I am st- your I'm still your jam that champion. But I'm no longer your Quizzle Mania champion. I'm no longer your Quizzle Mania tag champion either. We were beaten by Gooder Brothers. Unfortunately, on last night's show, they were the better team. They were
3: gooder. They were the goodest of brothers. Mm-hmm. We we were just good professionals. We're no longer yeah. brothers, uh, but yes, the the old authority. Not going to lie, a bit reeling right now. People are asking me. questions. Pete's this school messaging me, being like, "Huh? If you're so infallible and omnipotent, how come you you keep losing these belts?" I don't know. I've got plans though. Plans for Helena, Cell, for Full Gear, for Survivor Series. Subscribe. So you know what happens next. But for now, let's talk about this anniversary episode of AEW. It's come a long way, baby, since last year's uh, first episode, the debut episode on TNT. And before we talk about the whole year, we won't talk about the whole year, but just like throughout the course of the show, I think there were a lot of nice nods to the first year of AEW on TV. But sort of this, this example of Eddie Kingston, that's kind of a microcosm of the story of AEW in itself. He came in around June, July time to fight Cody as a one-off deal for the TNT title. He lost, but he got it, he got over so well in that fantastic brawl. From his incredible promo ability, that AEW signed him quickly thereafter, spotting an eye for talent. We see this all the time with other companies. They'll sign people up and then they'll get relegated to NXT. You won't see them free. Other company. <laughs> kind of gave it away, which one I was talking about there. And you won't see them for ages. AEW used that momentum. They emphasized the strengths, which is Eddie Kingston's promo ability, his talking ability. Within a few months, what well, within a month, he had his own faction, two of which are the best wrestlers in the world, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Junior. The other two being Butcher and the Blade, who are no slouches themselves. That's a hell of a family. And then he gets storyline after storyline. And what? just three months after that one off appearance, he's now feuding with John Moxley for the AEW world title and the big cliffhanger angle to this show following Mox's successful title defence against Lance Archer was Eddie Kingston looking down the lens of the camera and choking out the AEW world champion.
4: What an incredible journey. Like, it really is. There's a really interesting, you know, not just plugging this because we're also plugging issue 23 of the Talk magazine, but in issue 22, there is an excellent excellent article about like the story of eddie kingston and his history on the indie scenes the forever indie guy the mad king and it's fascinating that the journey that that he's had but his like his journey in aew has been equally as fascinating as you rightly said there came in for a one-off but cut this incredible promo then did arguably an even better promo the you know uh, on the socials just after the show finished and here we are like when we got to um, all out and they had the casino battle royale for a title shot, and Eddie was number two, like he was the final two against Archer. We were there doing the show. I was like, God, I want Kingston to win. I really want Eddie Kingston to win. And going into the show, a lot of people had picked Eddie to win because he'd got so mad over like, and always uh, you can react. You can't say that he got over in with the audience because we don't know what the audience is cheering for at the moment. But you can go by social trends, and social media blew up for for Eddie Kingston really it's through social media that he signed with AEW and AEW signed him and so he just like I was so in for Eddie Kingston to win and then when he started feuding with Moxley because Archer you know got tested code I was like this is great this is what I want to see I want to see Eddie Kingston feuding with John Moxley oh my this is going to be so so cool they had their match and it was good but what I wanted was a pay-per-view match out of it and I'm so glad that that feud is not done and we're getting that pay-per-view match at full gear. Well, I, what, I presume it'll be at full gear. But yeah, I, I, unbelievable. What an absolute incredible breakout star for, for AEW in 2020. It has Bloodbath
3: written all over it. Both oh, their yeah. brawling hardcore styles. Uh, both great talkers. Just, I cannot wait for it. I think it's been really good so far as well. And like every other one of Mox's feuds so far, it's based on a move, you know, the yeah. whole story with MJF, the paradigm shift is is banned. The whole feud with Brian Cage, that Brian Cage's neck is too big to have the paradigm shift hit on it to, for it to be effective. Now it's all about that, that choke. It's the choking out, which isn't, you, you know, like, choke, yeah. yeah. It's not just the choke. There's so much more attached to that. It's a test of someone's inner strength you know the fact that mm-hmm. eddie kingston never said he quit I, I think that's definitely where we're we're building to it's it'll be an i quit match uh, if it's at the pay-per-view maybe it's on a dynamite beforehand i personally you know i love eddie kingston i would be hesitant even at this stage even with that large faction around him to build to for, for him and Mox to headline a pay-per-view um mm. i i you know if i i love eddie kingston but I think really you want to put big names on your main events for your big shows of the year. Full Gear isn't a big, big show, but maybe I'm wrong and well, they can make it, gonna... they can elevate him even more.
4: I was going to say then, who was a bigger name that you would put in that role or in that position?
3: Um, Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm like a broken record folks but he's a huge star he was a huge star on the Indies bigger than Eddie uh was hmm. he is uh, probably a better in-ring wrestler I I love him but I think he's got more charisma I, I love Eddie but I think Pentagon's got more charisma he's got the potential to really develop that Mexican market that that Hispanic audience so yeah quite quite definitely Pentagon I, I you know I would he, but he's in the number one contender tournament. tournament which yeah. kind of rules him out
4: yeah, I mean, for me, it's got to be Kingston, and the, and the reason why I'm I'm so on board the the Kingston train can't spell Kingston without King, man. I uh, the, and the reason why I'm moving, I, I'm so on board with this, is when they had their last minute match, their last minute title match that was on Dynamite a couple of weeks ago, Kingston had this one promo, like they had this sort of one video package and this one promo segment. And all of a sudden, it was the most important feud to me in AEW outside of Omega and Paige. I was like, oh, this is the coolest feud in AEW. And I really want to see this match now. If he's got an hour (laughs) to hold a match and it makes me want to see that match, what are we going to get with like two months for him to, you know, uh, a month or so to promote this match? I think they can do some absolutely amazing, amazing stuff with this. I'm, I'm super excited for it. It's 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 phenomenal how Eddie uh, has you know full
3: credit to him because he had an opportunity, like he had a glimpse, he had a slight foot in the door with that one-off match with Cody, and he has just just excelled. And the, to, to AEW's credit too, because it takes two to tango. Here we've seen people in other companies to similarly get themselves over off their own backs, but there was no help from the other side. And ultimately that just makes it all peter out and level off. But AEW, to their enormous credit, has gone with Eddie and has yeah. has elevated him, helped him, enhanced him. And that has been a huge reason why he's been so breakout. I can't really think of any other names. And it's it's kind of weird to say Kingston is a breakout star (laughs) because he has been on the indie circuit for so long, Uh, going Mm. back over a decade. There was a line on this show where Moxley and Kingston celebrated after Moxley won, and Kingston recalled them fighting in I don't know CZW in two thousand and nine. Two
4: thousand nine, yeah, exactly. It's like he's—I mean—he's been around for for so so long. It's like now he's finally got that that platform to be able to on, on a national level to be able to show just how good he is. When Kingston came out for commentary, I was already excited for the Moxley Archer mm-hmm. match just based off the promos that we had last week and the sort of brawling that they did throughout this show. But as soon as Eddie Kingston came off commentary, I got even more excited about the main event because I just, I was like, I want to hear the guy talk. I want to hear the things he's got to say. Absolutely love this man. Um, just before we move on to others, I just wanted to, someone has brought this up, Davis. I thought you might want to address this one. Pentagon has charisma. LOL.
3: I, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I think it's quite obvious the way he can make an entire crowd shout whatever it is, zero. Fear, fear over and over again like eight times in a match that yes he does have some element of charisma which is very conducive to crowd psychology and control um but yeah in terms of breakout stars sorry I, I don't know who else has done it better this year i guess lance archer made his debut this year but i you know he's sort of it's not that jesus christ what was that that was right i've got a time tracking software did, did you hear the noise that- is
4: that your tomato meter?
3: Yeah, it's done it. It's not meant to go off. That was really loud. It's the second it time. It was it's very
4: loud. I heard I'm, it, mate. You're going to close that It's definitely yeah. slightly.
3: Uh, <coughs> but yet, yeah, there's Lance Archer, Ricky Starks in AEW, Will Hobbs, I guess in, guess in WWE. You could say Keith Lee, you could say Drew McIntyre. But none of those guys, it doesn't feel like this is their year. It feels like <clears> they've <throat> had
4: years before now. Whereas Kingston has come really fully formed in the last three months yeah it's incredible I'm I'm so into Eddie Kingston at the moment I'm into his group him coming out with with Penta and Phoenix I was like dude I'm I'm so so into this act and I, I want to see him win the title I want to see him win the title of Gear. I don't think he's going to because I think the the bigger story here is to do Moxley Omega right yes but but I do I, I'm just so into Kingston at the moment I want to see him win the title
3: I really want to know. If the plan was always for Kingston not to get eliminated in the Casino Battle Royal, because that's Mm. really the motivation behind him being put in the title picture that he feels unjustly, you know, disqualified from that match. He thinks it should be him going for the title. Uh, So I don't know if that's just something a genuine mistake. On AEW's part, or they thought, ah, no one, will, no one will care, no one will think about Eddie. But then it was a big thing in all the reviews on Twitter afterwards, and AEW because they are a promotion that listens, they picked up on that and turned it into a storyline element. Let Eddie cut those promos, which is effect. Yeah. You know, it's effectively a promo on the company being inept. Yeah, either,
4: but either you know- through but bo- either either through shoot booking or kayfabe rules yeah but also like you know he wasn't eliminated from the battle royal he did not submit in that mm. match against moxley he's got so much ammunition now to fuel this i can't wait for kingston's promos man and i cannot wait yeah. for moxley's like <laughs> rebuttal promos as well moxley versus kingston in a war of words is going to be ah, oh, dude and the match is going to be amazing i so hope it is the main event of fall gear I'm, I'm fully on board for it
0: Do you like board games? Then you'll love Phenomenodes, a channel all about the best board games your money can buy. Do you not like board games? Then you'll love Phenomenodes, a channel all about why you're fing wrong! If the only game you've played is Monopoly, a bad game, with your family, a bad family, we're here to show you all the good times you and your friends are missing out on. We'll teach you the different types of board games out there, great ones to start your collection, how to host game nights, how to teach your friends rules, we'll have deep dives into classic games, crazy stories from board gaming history, drunk board gaming, and so much more. At Phenomenerds, we consider it our sacred duty to get you into the greatest hobby in the world, no matter what level you currently are. So subscribe to Phenomenerds now and get on board.
3: Well, I tell you, I don't hate our $25 a month or more pledge hammers on Patreon. If you're not a Patreon already, get over to our Talk Patreon page where you can sign up because Luke and I will be reviewing WCW Halloween Havoc 1995. We started it today. It should
4: be up sometime next week. Yeah. Well, uh, yes, unless we get it finished tomorrow, in which case it might be up tomorrow. But let's not put too much pressure on ourselves. We may not get time to get it finished. Um but if you're thinking to yourself, Halloween Havoc '95, that sounds familiar. Oh, it is. It's got a monster truck sumo match on it between Hogan and the Giants. It's got the debut of the Yeti on pay per view. And if you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not convinced that that's enough to make me want to listen to you review this for, for three to four hours," how about a 13 minute match between Lex Luger and Meng? Oh. Oh, it's, it's, it's quite, it's quite the show. It's 1995 wrestling at its probable worst that isn't Yokozuna versus Mabel at In Your House 4.
3: Well, thank you for our $25 a month pledge, on Patreon, who pay for that kind of stuff. And get a shout out on this show with a cheap pop, the Fitness Concealer
4: Scott Michael.
3: Or Woo! Scott Michelle, sorry.
4: Have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. Very good. Vito Ventura, Pet Detective. Nice. Excellent.
3: Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. Thank you, Chris. We love you. Robin Banks,
4: Lee Roberts. Put the money back. Philip Lita Dumas. Huh. Always supposed to think of um of Kevin Mahan of the AEW podcast's impression of Matt Hardy because he was in all of his shoot interviews after he got fired It was almost like uh, Lita AKA Amy Dubar, AKA Lita <laughs> uh, Nick Bitchin' kitchen yeah I like that one you'll never get this name right you idiot Matthew Zimdzuski I think we've nailed it though Marcus
3: he's got Sol Campbell
4: Whoa. it's a football joke moving sideways. Kieran Crabtree. Thank you, Kieran. All Star Chuck Turner. Hey, now you're an All Star. Uh, and lastly, for now, let's all have a drink. Chris Merryman. Whoa! Thank you, everybody.
3: Well, let's see what you guys think in the Super Chats. Remember, get all your Super Chats in. We will answer every single one of them before the end of the show. Mike D says Kingston's delivery in the Moxley post-match promo was absolutely flawless and just shows that he's one of the best talkers in the whole business. Oh, yes, he is. Amazing. Nate S. I did a Twitter and sent to you Eddie's promo after the show went off air. It should have been on TV. Amazing.
4: Yeah, I I mean, I I think this is a bit of a blanket statement, but if anyone does a really good promo, it should always be on television and not on Mm. social media. That goes for every company. Stop putting all your really good content on social media where less people see it. Zachary
3: Jenkins. Also, the joke about John Cena looking down the camera and telling Vince he's going over made me piss my pants. Jam that jam. And yes, please.
4: Yes, please. Get jam. rowdy, everyone. Get rowdy. No, don't get jam. rowdy. Get ah, rowdy. No, guys.
3: Thank you. Give um, me that, please. Blushing chicks. Fantasy booking. What if Kingston wins the title? And post-match pack comes out to challenge since he was with the lucha bros before as part of death uh triangle they were death yeah. triangle yeah uh, a little storyline there i better. that could that could be good i don't think kingston wins but maybe pack costs him i think that would be a better title a better, a better yeah, story uh,
4: i i think for 100 moxley is going to retain here and then feud with i i think kenny omega is going to win the tournaments. Um, mm. And I think that's how you you build into that storyline to go into Double or Nothing too, or what uh, Revolution
3: will come before that, won't it? Yeah, let's uh, let's quickly do some on the number one contenders tournament before we get on with the full play by play. Charlie Davis, Man and Nick mentioned in an interview yesterday that year two of Dynamite would be special
4: for Kenny Omega. He's got to be the one to take the belt. I think we're going to see Kenny Omega AEW champion in twenty twenty one one hundred percent.
3: The only thing wrong with that is that it probably should have been year one. Uh, Jose Vasquez, Ollie is right. It should be Penta, but wrong because WAP is a damn good banger. It is a
4: banging track, right? Bloody good macaroni in a pot. Get a bucket and a mop. What a banging little track it is. Don't get
1: get rowdy. rowdy
4: with it. Get Don't rowdy get with Wap that Don't get It's crude. <laughs> crude. Get meowdy. It's Bobby Crude. <laughs>
3: Right, so this episode of AEW Dynamite, the anniversary show, although it's like a year and a week, right?
4: It is. Last week was actually the anniversary uh, of Dynamite. But it was the the Jericho special, so they had to bump it for a week.
3: Can't you just turn those around?
4: (laughs) I don't know. By the by, by the by, at
3: least it's a proper anniversary. I made the joke in my review today. It's not the WrestleMania 25 kind of anniversary, (laughs) uh, which is bloody infuriating. The show kicked off. With uh FTR versus best friends, the latest brush for greatness, brush with greatness.
4: Every ah, I know. title this was, was not, on the line. This, this wasn't a brush with greatness match oh. because the brush with greatness match have got the 20 minute time limit. This sure, is a 60 minute. They, they did, they specified last week, ah, of this, course, they did. This This is the 60 minute time limit. this is an actual world title match, not a brush with greatness. Um, so I thought this was a really, really
3: good match. Uh, it, it was mostly Trent being worked over. A slight hot tag from Chucky e. T, and to to tag Trent back in for ta- for Trent to get worked over, and then Trent sort of worked himself over, went for Cash on the outside, but Cash moved, and and Trent went straight through the arcade machine that Kip sabian has been playing on recently. Uh, I thought there was, I I got this wrong. I called it a German suplex. It was sort of just a normal belly to back suplex off the top rope. Imagine a German suplex off the top rope. That would (laughs) be Death Define. But it was really nicely structured in that they did the first one. I think it was Dax on Trent that just hit it normally. But the second one, Trent reversed it uh, in midair into a sort of crossbody splash. Uh, Really nicely done. A nice inversion. Some mirroring of mm-hmm. ring psychology and narrative but ultimately with chucky isolated
4: cash used the belt on
3: his head and dax picked up the win
4: yeah still pushing that storyline that ftr claimed to be the best <laughs> tag team on the planet the best tag team rest on the planet but always need to cheat to win they've always got tully interference this that and the other really enjoying this storyline with ftr not as much into the, the young buck stuff but we'll get onto that in a little bit i i'm starting to feel bad for best friends, though. Like always, the bridesmaid to that team, right? Like they're all, they always appear to be in matches for the titles. They've had more matches for the title than any other team in AEW, but always come up short. I, uh,
3: but I, I don't think that's sort of taking the shine off them at all. No, oh God, no, no, absolutely not. I just feel bad for them. Yeah, I guess so. There's the, it's, it's awkward because they had such a good match with Pri- Proud of that uh, Santana on Ortiz. I hate Proud and Powerful Name. But now what happened here is they're transitioning into a feud with Kip Sabian and Miro. So when... This is a bit awkward because I I don't think this Miro-Kip Sabian act has caught fire in the way it should have. I think Rusev Mm -hmm. going to AEW should be a big deal. Um, We all enjoyed him showing up initially, but then I think everyone's reaction was, well, I'm, I, it's great he's there. I, I love Rusev, now Miro. Sure, sure, he's with Kip Sabian. He's the best man. Let's see how they do. Now, about three, four weeks into that, this is their first proper storyline coming out of that, off the bachelor party. Which, which never, hasn't happened yet. Yeah, which didn't seem to be resolved. That The last time we checked in on this was... Uh, What's his name? Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell Mitchell saying to Miro while they were sort of out, him and Kip were out in an arcade saying, ah, I've got the thing for this. And then the next week, it's just Kip, Miro and Penelope Ford playing an old arcade machine in the crowd. Mm. And that's that's all that's happened. And now that's been that was used as an angle to set up the best friends feud. And okay. the best and the best friends have just come off a feud saying how they're not comedy wrestlers who, who yeah. do things like this,
4: yeah, I'm okay. I'm going to try and put a positive spin on mm. this. Here is my positive spin on this. This is clearly a miro suggestion. Miro and Kip have pitched this idea that because they are twitch streamers and they really bloody love their video games, so they have pitched this these characters and this idea and aew running with that creative you know that is talent coming up with some creative and the company letting them do that creative and letting it play out on television that's great it's not creative i like uh and i don't think it's i don't think it's your best use of miro is, is what i would say like i don't mind him being a tag team with with kip because i think kip's great and i love like his act with penelope ford i'm just not like it's not how I would use Miro is, is pretty much sort of what it boils down to. Uh, so yeah, it's, I don't think it's the best thing in the world, but I, I'm, I'm still holding out hope.
3: Yeah. So Miro came down in the post-match. So best friends hug, they celebrated or oh, what a tough match that was, but they ultimately lost Miro runs down because Penelope Ford had run to the back to say, Hey, Trent just destroyed the arcade machine. Miro runs down, does this really cool beatdown. He showed such great intensity and he's so, you know, he's enormous. He looks in great mm-hmm. shape. And then that went straight into a squash match with Miro and Kip beating Sean Maluta and Lee Johnson,
4: which was, you know, almost, that was, weird. That was. it was yeah. 95% Miro. Uh, yeah, I, and I thought it was rad as well. Like, and they were putting over the fact that Kip did nothing in the match. Like, this uh, is all Miro, and it's all Miro kicking ass. I also very much enjoyed Miro calling them good friends. Like, <laughs> doesn't even have the decency to really learn what their tag team is. It's just like good friends, you broke my s word. Game over. I uh, I did enjoy that.
3: Well, I think that's part of the feud. I I I genuinely think this is how it went because I would have done the same. That is, oh, you're going to be the best man. Well, it makes sense for your first proper feud to be against the best friends. That works, yeah. And and you just—I think that's the genesis of this idea. Uh, Hey, Davis,
4: I've I've got a question for you. Uh, mm -hmm. Comes from Aries. How many rounds are there? How many rounds are there?
3: Just going to ignore. Be the big man. Carry on. Carry on. Uh so Miro yet yeah, squashed uh I think it was Lee. No, was Sean Maluta he made tap in the yeah. game over, which is the accolade. Uh,
1: but it wasn't wasn't
3: put on the
4: best at first. <laughs> no, he slipped, didn't he? I've apparently Sean Maluta's a slippery little bugger.
3: He slipped, but in, in a way where he had the hold on thin air and he, he had all <laughs> the intensity, you know, like all the Arr! but there was no one in the hold I'd be very quickly corrected. It's, you know, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a mistake. It's a shame. It's just, I feel like Miro's run has, has just unfortunately been mostly misfires because he injured himself in the first tag match. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, he seems to be recovered from that. There was this botch, which, you know, came in like a two minute match uh, and the finish as well. I, yeah, I, 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 I hope this develops into something. I don't Feel much natural chemistry between Kip and Miro. I, I feel like it's quite an artificially fudged together act, but hopefully they they can grow that. Uh, but I really did like Miro's line at the end. Best oh sorry, good friends. You broke mm-hmm. my s word. He said the s word. Uh, I I thought that was really that was really well delivered. Yeah, I, I agreed. Uh, after that, we got Lance Archer brawling with John Moxley backstage. Or as I've written here, backstage, Archer kills John Moxley. Uh, that will be a recurring thing throughout the show. The set up, the no DQ stipulation. Uh, Penta and Joey Janella were announced for the final two of the AEW number one contenders tournament. Uh, so you showed all the, the first round matches, how they're going to end up. And would you believe it? Omega
4: and Paige are on opposite sides of the tournament brackets. Can you believe it? Who'd have thunk it would come to that? I still think though that they're not going to have that match yeah. at at um at full gear. I I think that the Bucks are going to either cost him the like ma- cost him <clears> his <throat> spot or something's going to happen. I think they're going to hold off on, on that match until uh, another pay per view, maybe even for the title. It's good either way. It happens, mm-hmm. well, hey, it happens. I think it's time to happen.
3: They've been feuding kind of uh, for nine months, but if it doesn't happen. I don't mind that either. I don't it's a mind a it either. Story. It's a slower build. You see more. Maybe it's Omega who
4: costs Paige
3: his match. Yeah, and Omega maybe. still wins.
4: Uh, plenty Olin of. Off- Davis, how many rounds are there in the tournament? It's from your biggest fan, in fact, has asked that question.
3: Well, there's the quarterfinals, which mm-hmm. would be round one, there's the semi finals, which would count as round two. Mm -hmm. and then there's the final match which will
4: count as round three so that that there are three rounds three rounds okay good good, good to get that answer there and our opening round matches this is quite the lineup, isn't it okay so we've got Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela that'll be fun Uh, Colt Cabana versus Hangman Page that'll be fun Wardlow versus Jungle Boy oh that'll be fun hang on what's this other one Ray (laughs) Phoenix versus Pentagon Junior as an opening round bloody hell lads like (laughs) I read. Snagging uh out. like that's going to be great.
3: I read a review, a Cageside seats review, which is always very good, and they said, "Ah, it's a shame to give away that match on free TV with like no one week of build." I'm like, "But, but th- it makes sense, doesn't it? It's it's a first round match, and and they're put. To- it's not a blood feud. Like if they were to blow off the blood feud immediately, that would be bad. But I think when you've got the the a, a tournament." Or a yeah, a tournament in place. I'm perfectly fine with them giving away matches like this.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I think it makes perfect sense. And you know, Kingston later on uh, when he was doing commentary was like, "Look, it doesn't matter. Like who who wins because a win in the tournament is a win for the family." Mm-hmm. So it's really. I, I think it's going to be a. It's going. I mean, those two have had incredible matches together. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so so great.
3: Uh, after this, we got MJF welcoming out la champion chris jericho who was accompanied by the inner circle and it was a kind of comedy segment where mjf teased this big announcement that he wanted to make he struggled to get it out he wrestled with himself and then he finally said i want to join the inner circle and the rest of the inner circle like no no we don't want you you're obviously trying to you know do something you're trying to break us up long term but chris jericho says no quiet quiet boys I challenge you to a one-on-one steak dinner next week. So we're drawing this out again, and we're getting a Jericho MJF sit-down dinner next week, which I think will be absolutely hilarious
4: yeah i think it's going to be really really good credit to them as well because like i mean you said then i basically i want to join the inner circle but it was like i basically sort of kind of want to should have joined the inner circle but he had this really sort of complex and he said it very very quickly and then to his credit jericho just repeated it right back neither of them slipping over a line it was really really cool it was very impressive
3: it's a ta- yeah, it's a talent. It's I can't say yeah, it I, can't I can't speak it. normal English most of the time. <laughs> uh, there are a few other beats in there. Sammy Guevara finally got the jacket that MJF didn't give to him initially, but it was massively oversized. Uh, that was funny,
4: um, but it's good because that means that it's going to be Sammy Guevara uh, feuding with MJF um, because that's good. That gets him away from Matt Hardy because that feud is definitely we're not going back to that cursed feud. So that's that's good. We're already starting a new storyline for Sammy against MJF. Great news. Couldn't you, be happier about that news. It would be folly, folly to keep booking Hardy against Sammy Guevara when nothing good ever comes of it. Nope. Yeah. I mean, you definitely, definitely want to just keep those two apart, far apart from each other. Uh, so, as funny as that segment was, <laughs> it
3: was not even close to the enjoyment and laughter I had what, in, in what came next. This was just, here's the setup. Britt Baker is being interviewed by Tony Shivani. We already know they're very funny together. Brit play, playing like the sort of, you know, she's a bitch. She's an arrogant bitch to him, and Tony Shivani is just sort of the hapless. Yep, yeah, okay, but I'm interviewing you. It's such a good dynamic, and it's in a spa. So yes. first off, their bit, but it's like it's so choppy. It's it's they're trying to get over that Brit is having an epic comeback but she yeah. keeps on getting disgusted by things Tony's doing first off that he's naked under the towel, but it's not creepy. Yeah. It's just like old bumbling idiot, Tony. It's like, oh, oh my God. And then it, then they just started waxing his chest. Which I know. Like exactly like the 40 year old virgin, that brilliant scene there. It came off as a shoot. It was them just having fun. Waxing
4: yeah. Tony's chest you can see by the way that tony was like giggling like before just like oh no you're not really gonna do this are you and then they did it it was a total just shoot spur of the moment thing like oh it'd be pretty funny if we waxed tony's chest there wouldn't it and they're like yeah no that would be funny i was a bit worried you were gonna get like ptsd like flashbacks like nam flashbacks (laughs) for (sighs) Mania.
3: yeah well his chest was nowhere near as hairy as mine um but i just i just thought this whole thing was excellent you know it's about two three minutes long. all hit, no no
4: filler, brilliant. Mm, absolutely loved it. Really, really into Britt Baker. Aside from Makarashi,da is the, uh, the 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 lady wrestler, if you want to put them that way, the women's wrestler in AEW that I'm most into because I feel like everyone else has just sort of been flattened out, basically.
3: Mm. Orange Cassidy then took on Cody Rhodes for the TNT title uh, in what might be my favorite Cassidy
4: match since PAC... It was, yeah, maybe. I actually know because I really enjoyed the Mimosa Mayhem match. Mm. Actually, I really loved the Mimosa Mayhem match, actually. Because for me, this match was great. Like the, the finish to this was flawless mm. and like perfect, just absolutely perfect timing. But like the match itself, because it was a 20 minute time limit draw, which is great. And like, oh, and we'll get to the ending in a minute. But it did mean that sort of like for 15 minutes, it was just Cody beating up Orange Cassidy for a long time and i don't think that it ever really got like it felt like it went a bit too long If you sort of see what i mean but it was worth it to get to that final end point of uh, that sort of final five minutes which were just like oh my god incredible stuff
3: yeah so it started with cody working over cassidy i'd say that only went about five minutes they spilled outside oh is that the real All elite wrestling it's not the real
4: it's absolutely not the real no check mark marks
3: uh so yeah cody worked over cassidy for the first eight five five or eight minutes or so they spin outside but then the dark order are just there in the crowd not with Brody lee just watching cody it's a really nice like spinning of that plate still and john Mm -hmm. silver who is just fantastic, ran out, grabbed the TNT title, went to use it on Cody, but Orange Cassidy stopped him. Cassidy looked at the title, thought, oh, I could use this myself, but didn't, gave it to Arn Anderson. It was all very nice, but that was it was more of a spot to transition from the opening feeling each other out stage to just, I thought, 10-12 minutes of back and forth. Which yeah. I, I thought um I, I I fully accept if you thought it was too long. And yes, they the match was designed. To go long, you know. So mm-hmm. maybe they did artificially stretch some stuff out. But I, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought, you know, Cassidy. I've been saying for a while. I, looking back, I don't know if I did love his Jericho feud. I think it was too zany for my tastes. They did what they could with it, but you know, I was. I think I was thinking I was into it rather than actually being into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought this was the, a great balance of. Using Cassidy's shtick as a kind of mind game, but then doing the actual wrestling too. He hits this air raid crash thing on the apron uh, in the last minute. And genuinely, I, I thought he was going to win it. But then, yes, the, the finish Luke alluded to was uh, uh, sort of that penning combination that Cassidy does. The bash and, trap, yeah. Yeah. And then Justin Roberts is counting down, perfectly timed. The referee, one, two, and that's it Timer time expired it reached. And, it,
4: and it clearly showed that Cody's shoulders were down for the 3 but the time limit expired and what was perfect about this finish it's not just the mousetrap and it's not just the toucan it's everything that came before that because you're right he hits the beach break on the apron and so like Cody forced the floor so Cassidy is running out of time here he has been worked over his leg has been targeted this whole match he went through the there's a spot when they Cody had him in the figure four and so Cassidy managed to reverse the pressure but immediately Cody rolled it rolled it through again back into that figure four. So his leg has been worked over the entire match. So he's struggling to get Cody Rhodes in, just about gets him in, just about gets himself in before the 10 count. Now his time is running out, hits the beach break, gets an fall. Oh my God. Now it's time to hit the Superman punch. And the commentators are saying he needs to hit the Superman punch and put this match because he's running out of time. So he sets up to do the to, to do the orange punch and his leg gives out and his leg gives out because it's been worked over, so he buckles. Cody picks him up, goes to hit the crossroads, and he reverses it into the mousetrap for that toucan, and the timer expires. (sighs) If Cody hadn't targeted the leg, and he'd hit that orange punch, he'd have had the time to win the match. He had just enough time, but not enough time. Mm -hmm. It is a perfect, perfect ending to a time limit draw. Absolutely loved it. Yeah yeah absolutely yeah
3: completely agree uh cassidy had a rematch announced for two weeks time so the tnt yeah. title is you know it's it's got a really nice looking long term direction because interspersed with all of this was darby allen stinging it up on the in the rafters watching on from the top stands because he will be facing the tnt champion
4: whoever that may be at full gear yeah no really really excited for that as well but it's so the rematch there's a couple of things from this episode, uh, including the, the Tom Bowler segment that we'll get to shortly, that, I mean, Louie in our Discord called this Wednesday Night Raw, um, which I think is hilariously stupid. <laughs> um, and But a few people online have also had this pretty mm-hmm. idiotic take that, that that AEW was slowly becoming Monday Night Raw with its ineptitude and and poor storytelling because, quote, too many rematches. This rematch makes total sense. It was a time limit draw and he had the match won. Like, of course, then he gets the rematch off the back of that. Like, that's logic storytelling, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's it's a shame people take it that way. If I you know, if you're into a feud, maybe maybe that's deep down that's because you're not connecting with the characters. Usually you don't get annoyed that people you like wrestling in a feud or storyline you're into again in another match. Uh, I came out of this being like, oh, my God, I can't believe they've made me want to see an Orange Cassidy match again for the TNT title after last week. I was like, well, it's a shame Cassidy's facing Cody again because he was just beaten by Brody Lee. I thought this was a masterpiece of of making that work. But, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I, I, I do agree, though. I feel like that one is looking for stuff.
4: Um, mm-hmm. because I
3: really can't find fault in this but I'm not no. saying there isn't fault. I'm just
4: yeah I, oh, I think that's you, coming from a bad place. You want to find fault mate wait till we get to that bloody tag segment yeah um, yeah there's stuff and, uh, elsewhere and- on the show to take issue with
3: <laughs> yeah. uh, that's with well moxie then attacked attacked Lance Archer for a receipt backstage and then we got our first things to take issue with which was Matt Hardy and his family all at ringside. Uh, being interviewed by tony shivani who really got his interview hours in this time he, he was all over the show uh and matt hardy announced he's cleared to return to the ring after that just awful very uncomfortable concussion but it wasn't a concussion but you know um uh, mm. who knows science and He's interrupted by a hooded figure on the Titan Tron burning pictures of Matt Hardy. I'm like, oh, oh, I actually forgot Matt Hardy was attacked a couple of weeks ago. I wonder who it is. And it was incredibly underwhelming to be revealed as Sammy. Uh, so there's two problems with this, I guess. First off is I don't think that's a particularly exciting reveal over who the attacker was. The guy who was feuding with you. For the last couple of months that is very wwe i would say uh, in a mm-hmm. negative sense but also just i i think they've misjudged the audience's appetite for this feud i, I was you know I, I i struggled to see these two together now and not think of of uncomfortable botches
4: I think the only people who can be into the idea of finishing finishing this feud are Matt and Sammy, mm. surely, and you know, and maybe you know the AEW people that are signing this off because I don't think there is an audience need. I don't think there's an audience want for them to have another match together because the matches that they've had have always ended in feeling uncomfortable whether it is sammy throwing that chair at matt and like you know him bleeding an absolute gusher the the, they had a match that didn't wasn't any great either and then of course the incident at all out i just don't think it's time to bring this up and as you say this feud was done because even if you take out the the uncomfortableness of the all out botch Matt won that match and won <laughs> the feud. The feud was done, it was over, the good guy stood tall. So why are we continuing it into month 5? Like it's this is I'd say very very misjudged. Mm. I you know from the outside it seems
3: ego driven to me in in the respect of you, they worked hard on a match, they had ideas, they didn't get to do them well, let us do it again. Um mm. I think at that point the exec producer needs to step in and say, nah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so the tag team match announcement was next. This had a lot of the sort of mid to undercard tag teams on the stage and the young bucks. <laughs> and it was a Tombola thing where they 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 selected numbers, which equated to tag teams on the ring to decide the participants in a four-way number one contenders tag title match for next week that will decide the challengers at full gear. Uh, The people who were picked were the Butcher and the Blade, John Silver and Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order, Private Party, and the Young Bucks.
4: This segment sucked. Mm -hmm. This segment sucked a massive schlong. This was was just... It was poorly laid out. I thought it was poorly staged. I thought it was poorly written. I thought it was poorly performed, with the exception of John Silver, who I thought was amazing. And it completely undermined your bloody ranking system. What's the point of having a ranking system if you're just picking people at random to have a fatal four-way to crown any number one contender? Like, What's the point? Surely, best, best friends are ranked number one so they got their tag match. Surely it should then just be the next four. In the rankings have the fatal four-way right mm-hmm. rather than being picked at random through a tombola this is this isn't wwe levels of bad this is tna levels of, this is this is feast or fired where one of the boxes in the match you fight for might lose you your job
3: mm. i've uh, I, I i just think it was i don't think it was bad it didn't offend me i just thought it was very lazy uh, mm. and very predictable I I thought that the only thing I really liked in this was the Young Bucks and Private Party standing tall at the end after they fought off Butcher Blade and Dark Order. Uh, Because, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, Private Party beat them last year in that first episode in the tag title tournament. That's quite a nice bit of mirroring off the back of the first year. But everything else, yeah, I thought was
4: very lazy. A
3: rare... Yeah, rare misstep uh, for
4: mm-hmm. the tag division, which is so. I 100- yeah, I I don't I I can't see the, the 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 rationale for this. I I really really can't with everything that you've done in the tag division. But then again, I'm also sitting here, and I don't see the rationale of the Young Bucks turning heel to to feud with FTR. Like I I get that people keep saying ah, it's the Bullet Club version of Bucks. It's the Bullet Club. It's this that. It's the other. But I'm seeing heel versus heel now. And I'm now less into the Young Bucks than I was five weeks ago when they were the the fiery baby faces when FTR first came in. And that's a shame. That's a real shame. Yeah, you you said it uh, a
3: few times now. The Bucks versus Revival has been a fantasy-booked match for three, four years. And not only is the dynamics a bit weird now with them both being kind of heels slash tweeners, it's also a match that is potentially decided by a tombola. Yeah, yeah. Like, Bucks, Getting to the number one ranking And then
4: going for FTI I, I don't think this I, is what anyone had in their heads Surely the only way this Tombola segment works, and this is actually the way I thought It was going, is that the Bucks don't get Picked, mm. like you know, Janella And Kiss get picked, or, or someone else And the Bucks are just like, screwed again And yeah. that's why they're sort of going backstage And attacking people, because I, I can't see, I, I don't see this For myself, I, I, I didn't get it Uh, While the next match
3: was decent, I thought Sheeta versus Big Swole for the Women's Championship. Uh, Again, every championship had to be defended. You've always got to have a women's match. It just seems like AEW treats this division like a chore. I've said this every week for about a year now. This is the worst (laughs) part of AEW. Um, It's a long-term problem. We keep thinking it's going to be fixed and it isn't. And I, you know, if you enjoyed this match, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was pretty good. I really like Sheeta, I really like Big Swole, but it was nine minutes long. I went and timed it. Three of those minutes were an in a picture-in-picture commercial break. They had picture-in-picture commercial breaks for other matches on the show, but those matches were also a lot longer. So it's it's another just sort of pushing to the side of the women's division, and ultimately Shida won. Two knees, pretty decisive. So Big Swole. Is got you know, she was the one getting this sort of push off the Brit Baker storyline. Who else is there? You cut to Naya Nia, Nia Rose in the crowd afterwards, just staring on. Where's her act with Vicky Guerrero been? It's just like it's yeah. such uh such a obvious afterthought.
4: Yeah, one year in and we we're still like I mean, and you say it's one year; it's one year into the dynamite era. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're nearly two years into this company as a whole, and uh, still nowhere, nowhere close in, in this women's division. Absolutely nowhere close. It's just, and, and and it's a and it's a real shame. The match wasn't particularly great either. Like uh, I think you know they they both sort of fell over each other a couple of times, and I uh, it, it wasn't wasn't particularly great stuff. I, I think we're still building to uh, Shida Rosa too, but. With Thunder Rosa being off TV for the last couple of weeks, it feels like that feud has sort of died a death a little bit. It's like mm. it's lost all the steam that it had coming off of All Out. And if your plan is to do uh, Shida Rose two at uh, uh, full gear, then why isn't Thunder Rosa being on TV? Why haven't you been doing stuff to continue to 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 build that story?
3: Yeah, you've got you've got the elements there. You've got Baker, you've got Nyla Rose, and you've got Rosa. That's four people there. I. Uh... Mm-hmm. I don't know why something can't be told week to week with all of this. Uh we got a Sean Spears video promo on Scorpio Sky after this. Uh it
4: was it, it, was, it was a video promo. Uh and it, it, it's a, it's a AEW dark storyline getting a video package on on Dynamite. I've been asking for it so hey I, I'm fine with it.
3: And the main event was Moxley versus Archer, which we've we've covered the post-match with the Eddie Kingston stuff. But the actual match itself was really, really good. Oh, the, it was feud, awesome. the feud, unfortunately, had to be postponed for a bit because of uh, COVID-related reasons. So they picked up that momentum again by John Moxley immediately hitting the paradigm shift on Lance Archer. He hit two more. In this match one off the apron through two tables lance kicked out at two every time i think it's about time you stop doing the paradigm shift john
4: it's not it's beaten because- anyone in six months it's because they're just they're big lads that's the problem is he's been hitting it on monsters uh, for a while can't hit it on brian cage is next too thick you can't you can't put away Brody lee he's a big lad at lance archer he's a big lad like that's the problem he's always facing the big boys you're not going to put him away with a little ddt are you now no, uh,
3: but the it was really good. Lance Archer comes out uh, wearing a spiky helmet, which was awesome. To my knowledge, he hasn't worn that helmet since the US Championship match for New Japan at Wrestle
4: Kingdom against Moxley. So that was a really nice touch. That's nice. It's got new music as well. And I am all for this new music. I know a lot of people liked this old one, and I thought it was fine as well when it was the metal song, and then it turns to a pop track. like <laughs> everybody dies, yeah, they all die. Everybody <laughs> dies, everybody dies. And I'm like, oh no, this is this is not a good song anymore. This new song though, it's pretty rad, but really good, really, really, really fun brawl.
3: These two are fantastic together, uh, and uh, Lance hit the blackout. Mm. But when he went down to pin Moxley, Moxley reversed that into a crucifix pin to win. And Lance yeah. is sort of like, oh, I was tricked. Um, I think I, if I'm nitpicking, I think the blackout's such a spectacular move. I wouldn't even have people conscious enough to reverse it into a pin. But overall, I thought this was really good. And then Kingston comes down and sets up that match between him and Moxley.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mark Farrelly has just said The Thunder Rosa is back home in Mexico Running her own promotion Do you know what then? Don't start a storyline Yes Because this, this is the bloody Reho thing All over again Ah oh, well you, They couldn't book Rios. She had to go back to stardom Don't put the Smegan title on her then When she's not going to be around for two months like, they, like It's a bit of forward planning Do you know what I mean? Because like, it's, it's a bit of forward thinking uh, So weirdly for the anniversary
3: show No Kenny Omega and Hangman Page
4: on the entire mm. thing,
3: uh, but met you know maybe that is all of year two, so I don't think we'll be <laughs> lacking for Omega and Page there. But overall, I you know the, it had its problems in the sort of the start of the second hour with the Matt Hardy stuff, the tag title stuff, and the Sheeta versus Swole stuff. But overall, I you know I love AEW and thinking about where they were when they started and the amount of. Stuff they've taken on board and changed for the better for their men's wrestling is is just so brilliant to see. And I, I was sort of left with this episode with sort of a a happy, elated feeling. So I gave it four out of five.
4: I've done the exact same thing. Like I don't think I, you know, it's it wasn't like this this particularly like brilliant show. But you know, looking back on it, I loved the opening tag match. Loved the the, the Cassidy Cody match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I loved um the, the, all the Moxley stuff. I loved all the Archer stuff. I loved all the Eddie Kingston stuff. And I, I, AEW was my favorite show of the week. It 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 has been for the last year. I enjoy watching this show way more than I enjoy watching Raw. Way more than I enjoy watching SmackDown. And at this point now, more than I enjoy watching NXT. I always look forward to Even when I've had weeks off from this job, I've always watched AEW, gone out of my way to watch that show. And I don't do that for a lot of other wrestling, unfortunately. And I love this company. There are times when it frustrates me, but overall, I do absolutely love this show. And I've thoroughly enjoyed reviewing it for the last year with you. And I'm looking forward to reviewing year two uh, with you as well. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, man. Thumbs up. I hate you, buddy. I hate you too.
3: Let's bust through these super chats. Last call, folks. Black Adam. I, I get Eddie is a good promo, but he says a lot of nothing before it gets good. Then it stops at good. It's too much rambling for me. Get to the point.
4: Ooh. I'm going to strong disagree. I'm going to tick the box that says strong disagree there, uh, Black Adam, on that one. I would say that's
3: a minority opinion. I think he's fantastic. Monty Granito, it will always be Death Pentagon. Have you heard Kingston's promo on the sugar cookie from uh, being the elite?
4: Legendary, as always. Thank you. Yeah, it's thank you, Monty. It's amazing. It's, it's just. Oh, speaking of Monty. Mm-hmm. Did you see the, the promo that, were, that aired on Twitter last night that, uh, that Lance Archer posted? Oh, from Suzuki? No, no, no. This one.
2: Ask William Wallace, I am the alpha male. He is I and I am him. The alpha male is he and he undoubtedly is me. Rewind 2021 style. When I put this mic into my hand, you know it's going down. Baby, everyone knows the alpha male's name can only be Monty Brown. Baby, the opinion on whoop, whoop, The Murder Hawk Monster Lance Archer versus your AEW World Champion John Moxley. John Lance Archer is gonna make you walk the mile. Walking the mile, walking the mile, walking the mile. And at the end of that mile, bam, blackout. Or in Serengeti terminology, John Moxley, October 14th, AEW anniversary show. You will be grabbed by the jugular. Your windpipe will be crushed. You will be shaking loose. And left laying on Lance Archer's hunting grounds. Well, what does that mean? That means it's over. The end for Nice Kaput. Mox kick rocks. I don't even hurt Probably means someone got Pound star. Oh. Period.
4: He got Monty Brown out of retirement to do a promo for him.
3: Oh, that had
4: so many endpoints. That was like <laughs> Return of the King. I, that that promo got posted. Just, the past. That promo got posted just after Quizzomania. And basically me, Sean Ross, Sam, <laughs> and Mega Ran just started freaking out. Be like, Monty Brown's back! Monty Brown's on Twitter. Someone get in touch with Monty Brown. What a guy. Uh
3: yeah, if you're unfamiliar with him. Great TNA, really a, sort of a, a missed chance there. He, he should have been so much bigger than he was. Should have beaten Jeff Jarrett at Final Resolution 2005 is one of the biggest missteps in wrestling history. Matt Dennis, Kingston Moxley shows you don't need long-term booking all the time. If you treat your characters right, you can just throw them into feuds and it can make sense and it will be compelling. WWE take notes. Mm-hmm. Nice. And Gabriel Caruso, Pentagon versus Phoenix for free on TV is the right move. They've been featured as a tag team the whole run. This will show the newer viewers how great they really are. No better chemistry than brothers. Tell that to Matt and Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, who have had nothing but bad matches together. Awful and, stuff. And Undertaker and Kane. Uh, Gabriel <laughs> Caruso. I really don't want the Young Bucks to win the four-way tag match next week. Way too soon. I'm rooting for Butcher and Blade. Macho Man Hulk build that FTR YB fight. So yeah, absolutely. Need to need to stretch it out. Probably have the Bucks be the faces again. And it's just too predictable for them to win next week. Nate S. Going by the crowd last night, Bucks are already fully heel and Cody or penta waved at me so we're basically best friends now that means he's going to kill you that's one of his killing <laughs> signs that's <laughs> swear that nate s is our men on the ground there uh, great mm-hmm. to see you in attendance jaylon mckenzie i actually like the gimmick having enough money to pay off any fines but we all know young bucks are the management aw i'm not effing stupid good points it's a good point. Monty Granito again. I only watch wrestling because of AEW. And even I'm not into this Young Bucks thing. We've seen them as vice president dads for a year. You can't be
4: punks anymore. Hmm. Mm, That's an interesting way to look at it. Are you too old to be those characters now? Yeah. Sometimes when you go back
3: and revisit stuff in the past, you know, maybe this Bullet Club, its nowhere near as bad as this, but kind of like Michael's Triple H trying to be DX again.
4: Yeah oh god uh, that's not that bad is it it's not lads in their
3: 40s like we're still in our 20s right uh charlie davis noticed at the end of the orange cassidy match that orange reached for the belt after and his face just fell when he
4: realized oh. he didn't win Perfect. exactly he thought that he because he knows he had the mat he had him pinned the, that was mm. a three count but he didn't hear that the time had expired wonderful
3: stuff Gabriel Caruso, I'm kind of over Orange Cassidy at this point. I can't tell if he is as popular as AEW believes he is or if his star is fading. I miss live crowds.
4: Yeah, live crowds would be really helpful. Melter at this point, actually, on the on Wrestling Observer Radio, um, where he said that he reckons if Crowd were here, John Silver would be one of the most over things in the company mm-hmm. at the moment, because there is this like huge like swell of support for him, particularly with all the stuff he's doing on Being the Elite, and that is the AEW audience, that he would probably be so massively over at the moment. Yeah, Cassidy has this push off the back of
3: huge quarter-hour rating segments that he was doing, so by those metrics, uh, mm-hmm.
4: he uh it's home look uh, i'm just double checking that my internet is still working can you hear yeah, me fine okay yeah. good it's your internet then um the adnap 2 says uh, sick of jericho making the crowd sing judas it only started uh, it only started because there were fuzzy fans on the cruise every week on dry land it's just ego i love it
3: i and i think it, that if you can't it, enjoy a judas sing along
4: and it's not jericho making it do it that's it's the audience are doing that that is something that has organically happened from the crowd and they the AEW are allowing that this isn't like the remember one fall when uh, the crowd were really enjoying doing that and WWE were like don't do that that's that we don't want you to chant that stop doing it this is them letting the crowd enjoy themselves and i love it i don't even like the song that much second class deleted setup said AEW hasn't acknowledged that cabana is mjf's father mm. in k after months of them being in the same locker room well, maybe that will be the big next storyline for Cabana. Christian Baltimore, one of you has to have a steak dinner with Jericho and one of you has to have a spa day with Britt Baker. I'm a vegetarian, so I guess I'll take the spa day.
3: Yeah, spa day sounds quite... I love a spa day.
4: Hmm. But I can't have the steak dinner, so hmm. you're going to have to have the steak dinner. Right? Say either
3: or, I'll go for a steak dinner with Jericho. That'll be fun. Leave his go. Uh,
4: nate s the street fighter movie reference game over is infinitely better than the rusev crush before he slaps on the finisher i popped for that yeah i wasn't sure if it's meant to be like that from from the street Fighter movie or if it's just game over is an incredibly popular game term like it is you know it's it's the game term i named a book after it um monte granito AEW on this anniversary show uh showed how skilled different creative and charming their show is creativity in its rarest Gregory Nelson, um, sorry, Mod, can you stop clicking on the chat that you're currently on? Because when you do, it highlights your name and then I can't read the rest of the chat. Thanks, mate. Um, I'd much rather watch people make some mistakes than watch them be scripted. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And thank you, Monty, for you given a lot of super generous super generous. Certainly have. Today. Really have. Thank you so much. Uh, Ross Bland in kayfabe, has good slash blonde Cody's confidence gone? Maybe they're showing that good Cody can't win, but dark bad Cody can thoughts
3: i don't th- i think we're reading too much into the hair there i think he just i think he did the dark hair to tease he might be going here mm-hmm. but then the promo last week was his sort of no i'm always the big baby face cody that you all want and now he's gone back to blonde
4: uh, zachary jenkins i just listened to the wrestlemania 30 review and it was my favorite the amount of foreshadowing without our knowledge was so funny uh so with that said i've been in sub for three years now i think it's time to become a patreon welcome to the elite absolutely you get loads of stuff there's like hours upon hours of bonus content there tyler Wright, how many rounds are there to this review genuinely one of my favorite quizlemania moments thank you for everything boys jam that jam Joe Van Hansen, I'm excited about the tournament. I just hope that maybe Mr. Davis can tell us how many rounds there are. Love you guys. Quizlemania was gold. And that is all of the Super Chats there, Davis. You can get rowdy now. Davis, we've been awash with misheard lyrics now. The feature has taken off. It is actually, it's taken the podcast world by storm, some might do, say. Do, do, I'm, I'm not going to say
3: that it's not actually the segment I pitched. I specifically mm-hmm. pitched mist heard lyrics, which make the song better.
4: Yes. Yeah, that is true. That is, that but is I'll what take this. Did. I'll take this. Yeah. So we're going to do things slightly differently here. I'm not going to ask Ollie Davis to find it because mm. I watched a, a live podcast. Um, on Saturday, that I paid entry for, I watched. How did this get made? Do we, uh, a live show? We watched on the replay um, uh, on a Saturday night. We made our own little homemade popcorn. It was very, very lovely. Got dressed oh, up like we we're going out to the theater. Um, had ourselves a nice little meal. But um, halfway through the show, I suddenly was like, "They're using Streamyard," <laughs> uh, which is the to the software that we were using and this yeah. was how they were showing clips from the movie rather than have it loaded into the, the back end like we do they mm. were just sharing screens which means you can still hear us while we do we like play a clip and stuff so that's perfect uh, maybe we one, could do this
3: for the actual main show possibly yeah we could play possibly. clips from raw and stuff
4: fast uh, to the
3: monetization must-
4: This first one comes in from Sam, who says, Hello to our Lord and Saviour, Mr. Davis, and the Tribal Gem Chief Lukewarm Luke Owen. (laughs) Building on the the outstanding Misheard Lyric segment and its three-week push, RIP Spoon Talk, I present to you my favourite Misheard Lyric. Uh, from the song roger sanchez another chance uh what i and everyone else hears okay so here's what the actual lyric is is if i had another chance tonight i'd tell i try to tell you that things we had were right okay Mm. so i'm gonna play the the clip now can you hear that no i'm not playing it now hold on
3: i can't hear that either
4: Oh, no, it doesn't work. What Fuck it, why doesn't done? that work? Oh, no. Oh, my grand plan has all gone to hell. Hold
3: on. I could, I could. Hold on, do, folks. We could just play the Spotify, the Spotify game. Do you want me to queue it up on Spotify?
4: Yep, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, StreamYard, click skip to the, uh Click the blue share screen button. We've, We've got to be on air in three screen. minutes. I know. Sun so screens don't let you share audio. Look at the share audio checkbox in the next one. River team audio screen.
1: content, uh, folks.
4: Chrome tab, StreamYard, share. Okay, oh. right.
3: Oh my god, you've just shared an I'm infinite just, regress I'm, of our faces. The,
4: hold on, hold on. I've shared the wrong screen. Hold on, try this again. Right. Share screen two. Not Chrome that draw in. Streamyard. <laughs> oh.
3: Can you hear oh, that just, audio? <laughs> No, I can't. I'm showing can the wrong screen another again.
4: Another infinite oh, regress of us. Should how am I just... doing this? Hold on, hold on. I can get this. I can get this. Let me have this Chrome tab, Streamyard. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got mm-hmm. it. I got it. I got it. Can you hear that audio? No. What the hell, man?
3: I think maybe we should have tested this. Should I just? Yeah. I-, I can play. I can play it on my uh, my Spotify account. Just to quickly do this, where do I need to skip to? Yep. 124.
4: About 124, you want to get to, yeah. I'm so annoyed this didn't work.
3: Oh, uh, we'll figure it out, buddy. Although I hate you. Right, here we go. Yep. Here's another chance by Roger Sanchez. <laughs> look, look, Sixth it's of
4: a bit August. longer than I thought. Yep, yep.
3: Okay, still, still instrumental part. Still, still going, yep. I think we've probably got another bar to go. Yep, still one more, but yep. then I imagine still, still yep. it came after this one.
4: No. Are you playing this from the start of the song?
3: No, this is, one, this is from
4: 124 in. Are you listening to, like, an extended oh. version or something? Okay, I think it's the next line. Okay, so that line was if I had another chance tonight, I'd try to tell you that things we had were right. However, apparently, what a lot of people think it says is if I had another chance tonight, I'd fell into your dad with Ainsley Harriet. (laughs) What? (laughs) Let's
3: try and listen to that again. It's not a reverb on it, it's hard to pick it out anyway.
4: Okay, here we go. sort of at all we need to go live man i know we need to go live ah do you know what there was a really good one as well we'll do it on raw and i'll fix out all the technical issues as well thank you all so much for listening take care i love you goodbye